Jack on the Parsha, Parsha's Mikase, Tuf, Shin, Pei, Aleph. Let's get started. During the seven years of abundance, what happened? It says, Vatas Aretz bit Sheva Shneha Sava Likmatsim. The land produced handfuls during the seven years of abundance. And Rashi said, what does that mean it produced handfuls? Kometz al kometz, yad al yad hayu They would store it. What would they do? They would store it a little bit, a little bit at a time. And the message I thought of is that when it comes to our Torah, these seven years are very, uh, they can really learn from, to our lives. We can take the messages from these seven years of abundance. We have our years in yeshiva. We have our years, and the good thing is that there are no years of famine. But either way, during these years when we have time, we have to store as much as we can, but it's not going to be, I need to learn all of Shas. No. It's a daf by daf. A little bit at a time. A chazara here, a chazara there. A parsha vort here, a parsha there, write it down. And over time, little by little, not a panic. It's a Kamarna Bodhazara, the footnote quotes. But it's a little by little. That's what we have to. Store our Torah, store our knowledge, and then Amir Tashem, it will be enough to last us and we can keep pushing throughout our entire days. Rav Victor Miller brings down a beautiful message. At the beginning of the parsha, we see that Yosef stayed an extra two years in prison. And the famous answer given is, why did he stay? Because Yosef depended on the Sar HaMashkim. He said, you're going out, please go tell Paro to get me out of prison. Because he relied on man and not Hashem, he was punished two years. And Rav Victor Miller asks a very great question, very obvious, but great question. Why is he punished for that? We know we're not supposed to rely on miracles. If a guy's drowning and he sees a guy walking by, he's not going to let him, oh, let me drown. Hashem, please save me. No, he's going to ask the guy to come help him save him. That's what we're supposed to do. So beautiful answer given is that what do we see from Yosef? Yosef needed to perfect his character a little bit more. A little bit more. He wasn't there yet. Where he had full reliance on Hashem. Yes, you're supposed to save. Yes, you're supposed to ask for help. But it was the fact that he needed to perfect his character. And these two more years in prison, when he was sitting there and every day waiting, waiting a little bit. Oh, maybe the Saramash can remember me today. Maybe the Saramash can remember me this day. And after time, day after day, he was like, you know what? It's all in Hashem. You know what? It's all in Hashem. More and more and more to the point where he was completely relying on Hashem after two years. And he was ready to go out to the world to be the leader of Egypt with a complete reliance on Hashem, knowing that we cannot rely on human beings. Unbelievable message. Rabbi Stein brings down a beautiful idea based on the dreams of Yosef. What happened in this week's parsha? We see Yosef. He could have easily went to send the message to Yaakov. He could have easily told the brothers earlier on. We see this all dragged out. What's the point? Yosef had dreams, and he wanted to fulfill his dreams, so he went to the furthest extent, make them go up, make them steal the cup, and come back down, and steal the money, and need Benjamin, all them, bring Yaakov down. He wanted his dreams to come true, and he did whatever he could to make sure that these dreams would happen. All of us, we need to have the same mentality. We have a dream. I want to know all of Shas. I want to know Chumash well. I want to know Mishnayos. I want to know Torah. I want to Chazara. I want to do. I want to learn Tosfos and whatever it is, whatever our dreams are, we need to have the, the desire that Yosef Tzadik had. Yosef would go to all lengths to make his dreams come true, and we should do the same with our dreams.
that we have a vor from the Chavetz Chaim al Torah. It says in this week's parsha, famous Mazos Asa Lanu. The brothers get to the get to their stop, the inn, and they see that they have money. And Levi says he sees the money in his bag. He says right away, Hashem, what have you done? And I thought originally it was why is why are they questioning Hashem? But now I see the Chavetz Chaim al Torah brings a beautiful answer. That what is it? It's actually a beautiful thing the brothers are doing. What's Levi doing? Right away. Something happens and there's life and it seemingly is a bad thing. Right away. This was Hashem. It wasn't a coincidence. And he was saying that we have to be careful because everything in our lives that's bringing us closer to the Geula when Mashiach comes, it's all going to be, it's all going to be every single time that we said, oh, this was Hashem, this was Hashem, this was Hashem. We're creating angels that are going to be malatsim for us. They're going to be helpful for us. As opposed to when we think, oh, it just happened by chance this happened. Oh, this happened in my life by chance. All of those are going to be coming against us. And when Mashiach comes, they're going to say, oh, this guy, he never really believed. So hopefully we constantly have this awareness of Hashem, Ahakara, that everything comes from the Borei Olam. Now let's go through all my vorts quickly, what I thought from this week's parsha. The classic seven years of famine eating up the seven years of plenty is that in our lives we forget the good. When bad things happen, it completely swallows up all the good in our lives. It doesn't need to be years of bad. It could be even one thing bad that happens. We need to constantly remember the good and not let the bad swallow up the good when it comes to our lives. We see that Yosef is taken out of prison and it says, And he was rushed out into the pit. I think, uh, I saw Rishon, I forgot which one, maybe the Svarno or the Kliyakar, quotes, says that this is how Mashiach is going to come. We have to be ready. The redemption is going to come in a hurry. We're going to be ready. we got to be hustling for the redemption. And also, another message from that, running from the poor, we have to understand that things change quickly in our lives. If we're coming through a tsar and we dive in enough times, anything can happen in a matter of instances. Something uh, that I thought of myself, I don't know. Not shot for sure, but it says Avarech. That that's what they were called. That um, he was praised, and it says Avarech. What does that mean, Avarech, the blessed one? What does that mean? That's what they would proclaim when Yosef was walking around with Paro. So I was thinking maybe an Avarech is someone who learns in Kolo. So someone that learns in Kolo is praiseworthy. We said the Kamatz in board already, and um, yeah. That is for the, some of the vorts that I thought of for this week's parasha. Let's go through some of the questions on this week's parasha. If it was two years, why does it say yomim in the beginning of the parasha? Shnasayim yomim. Shouldn't it be shanim? Or just shanasayim? Why is the cupbearer saying that he sinned? So you're going back to his sin from the past, and if so, why is he saying that? Another question I had was, first he was rushed out of the pit, and then he shaved and changed? Maybe he should have changed and shaved before. It seems a little out of order. Another question, why does he repeat that it is one dream twice? He says, oh, it's one dream, the two, your two dreams power, one dream, then he says it again. Why does Yosef give Paro advice? All he asked is... To interpret the dream, not to, oh, you need to appoint someone over Egypt. It's very interesting that Yosef's doing that. Why is he saying, Ani Paro? And Paro starts, Rashi has a few answers, but neither satisfied my, my uh, question. I couldn't, I don't know. That's not what I was uh, wondering. 
but uh, maybe there's a different answer out there. Pasuk says, Pasuk 49, 41, 49, says, very repetitive Lashon. It says, Yosef amassed grain like the sand of the sea, very much, until he sees counting, there is no number, for there is no number. Seems a little repetitive. Why did they go down to Egypt? Do they still have produce? Rashi says that the brothers still had produce. So why, for at the time, I die in Hailehem Tua. They still had Tua. So why did they go down? Why does it say Yosef recognized his brothers twice in the Pasuk? And why does Yosef say, Ani Yireh, Ani, um, Hashem Ani Yireh? Um, why is he telling that he fears God? Another question, why does Reuven... And even Yaakov, we see, regret things that happened in the past. We see, like, why did you tell them that, that you had another brother? Reuven says, why did we sell him? Uh, it just seems like not like a Torah value. Also, just not something that makes sense. So what's the point of re- dwelling on the past? Why does it keep saying Ish? Who's this Ish that it talks about toward the end of the Pasuk? Specifically, Pasuk Yitzayin. It says, Vayas ha'ish kasher amar Yosef vayaveh ha'ish, and then and more it says more about an ish. What is all this ish business? Who is this man? Also, is a question. Ad kan lishon.